On tonight's show, we have an interview about the new parking restrictions with someone who actually lives on one of the streets. We've got interviews with owners from Velilor Clinic and Headstrong Clinic, plus news, sport, and the first Have Your Say Cheltenham email, and of course, the upcoming events for the week ahead. So, let's get started. Welcome to All Things Cheltenham. And as always, we're going to start with the news. But just before we do, just two seconds of your time, I just want to say a big thank you for everyone that has checked out the podcast in audio form and also in the video form. We're starting to gather a bit of momentum. For everyone that's watching on YouTube and Spotify, it'll be great if what you've seen you like. And if you do, it'd be great if you give us a follow It would, it would, and like the, like the shows. It would actually tell... Uh, YouTube and Spotify that you appreciate it and it would help maybe spread the word about the show. So that would be wonderful. Okay, let's get on with this week's news. And we start off with a massive car park in the town, in the North Place car park here in town centre. It's going to be turned into a housing estate. It's going to have around about 150 homes um, it's a really old North Place car park. It's very, very, it's, it's literally like the face of the moon. It's so, it's so bumpy. Um, it's going to be turned to say 150 homes. It'll be a planning application put in for a combination of one and two bedroom applications, apartments, sorry, three bedroom townhouses and pocket parks. They'll be ready to submit to the planning committee later this year. So, there's a possibility that a load of new housing and properties are going to come at Cheltenham. But I do believe this car park is actually very well used. Um, so what do you think? You know, do you are you someone who uses the North Place car park? And if so, are you happy to see it going? Or would you rather they repaired it and that kept the parking? That would be interesting to see. Maybe have your say. Send us an email. Okay, moving on, um, the bank branches um, that are closing may actually benefit a Cheltenham church. The Lloyds Bank that closed on Bath Road, there's a possibility chance it's going to re be replaced by the First Church of Christ. Scientists wants to replace the clin Clinic of Cash with the hum of hymns at the former Lloyds Bank. The branch served Montpellier and Lake Hampton area for 50 years, but it closed its doors back in 2021. And it's been vacant ever since. So the church wants to take over and uh, replace it. A few doors down, proposal has been submitted to turn the former NatWest Bank into a branch of the Emmaus charity shop. So the church is thinking maybe they can do something similar with the old branch as well. Now, as I mentioned in the introduction, we have an interview with a resident of the parking restrictions that are being brought in uh, called Zone 15 on social media. So that's being brought in. And let's have a listen to what he has to say. Hello, I am outside the Cheltenham Cricket Club, which is actually in front of me and there is a reason and you will find out why now they will be stumped by this new parking restriction the new plans to extend parking restrictions in Cheltenham by the county council is to propose of rolling out a new scheme aimed to stop non-residents from parking on Hewlett Road, Hales Road, P 
Pitfield Circus Road and London Road. Highway Chiefs say it aims to make it easier for residents to find parking space near their homes at the northeast of the town. Thousands of people oppose this new parking regime which is due to come into force on September the 4th so it's not far away. Among those most affected is the Cheltenham Cricket Club, hence why I'm here, who say it will have a huge detrimental impact on them. Now, by chance I happen to have John, who happens to be not only a resident on one of those roads, also is a committee member for the Cheltenham Cricket Club. So, go for it. What is the problem with this new parking rule? Don't you want to be able to park on your, on your street and make it easy to park yourself? Well, I think, to be honest, Ray, the first, the first thing to point out is that for the vast majority of people, there isn't a problem at all. Right. So there's a big question about why on earth is this happening even in the first place? Yep. So the, I, I guess the second major problem that we've got is that these are some of the most stringent parking restrictions that you'd see anywhere. Eight o'clock in the morning till eight in the evening, seven days a week, even on Christmas day. I mean, there is absolutely no need. It's much less stringent uh, in town. And we're in this residential area where actually, if you wanted to go and park on the street here around the corner now, right now, you could do it on a yeah. Friday or yeah. this evening. Well, I mean, tomorrow. I can see parking spots just looking in the distance. There are parking spaces you know. all over the place. Yeah. So our, we're questioning, first of all, why are we even doing this? Yeah. And but, but I think the second question is, if you're going to do it, why would you make it so difficult for the residents that you're claiming to help? This doesn't yeah. help us at all. No, because I mean, if like, let's say you've got family living in London and they want to come up and visit you. I mean, can you get, I mean, because I assume it's going to be like resident permit tickets, I assume, yes, that's which right. cost silly amounts of money. So are they going to issue tickets like if you did have a family you member can, coming? You can buy them. Right. You, can buy, you can buy 50, uh, 50 visitors permits a year. Right, okay. That's not great. What if you've got people coming around to, or people who need carers? Or oh yeah, anybody no, I just wondered if they had them because they, I, I do know of but them. But you have yeah. to pay for them. So Which, all of this starts to become really expensive. Mm. So you've got to pay, um, I think it's £60 for the first car permit, £120 for the second, and then you've got to buy visitor permits on top of that. Oh, that so there, gets so very expensive. bit as well to all this but it's the inconvenience you yeah. know it's not now going to be easy for people just to call in and, and pop round yeah. or stay overnight because we're going to have these wretched restrictions in until eight o'clock at night that's that's crazy and then so that's the problem with the residents but of yes. course we have this wonderful Cheltenham Cricket Club um, which is I believe a big part of the community especially around here and further afield so let's just work on the cricket side of things because well I'm not a big cricket person, I like football, but I do enjoy cricket. Yeah. And even I know, you have away teams come to play. Well, your car park can hold so many, but I'm sure with the fans and with the cricket club and, and, and the minibus, yeah. like, there ain't enough room. So how is it gonna work for them? So you're absolutely right. This club is completely central to our community, right yeah. at the heart of the community. It's a thriving, bustling club. There's stuff going on here almost every single night. Very shortly here, there's, yeah. a, there's a food van around here. I know, I we, can't wait. Yeah, I've been told they're doing chicken. I'm gonna get good, something, it? it does. <laughs> so this will be heaving round here on this Friday night um, within about the next 45 minutes or an hour. Yeah. But there are matches on this pitch every week all the way through the summer and on weekdays we host uh, events for other clubs and other competitions uh, there's fireworks parties there's yep. um, uh, beer, festival beer festival of course yes. coming up. so we've got all of these events that, that are hosted here but f first and foremost it's a cricket club mm. and we need to be able to play cricket here and yeah. we need to be able to um, have uh, car parking spaces for um, for the players and the coaches and the visitors yeah. and, um, but also lots of kids train here tonight so all the parents and what happens normally 
is there's not enough space here because yeah. you can see it's a relatively well, small parking yeah. space and people spill out when necessary mm. onto the road which as a local community we're okay with that because we know how important this place is yeah, too. and also i imagine the people local know who you are Absolutely. and they know friday night okay it's going to be this they're going to be here for a few hours and they're gone exactly you know. so that that doesn't really cause a major mm. problem it's a bit busy but what a small price to pay for having this place um, yes. right in the yeah, heart of our yeah. community so we we're really worried that this then starts to cause problems for for this thriving starts cricket club. knocking down doesn't absolutely it? and it maybe that starts to affect membership and it starts to make life difficult for visiting teams um so yeah it, this this these restrictions simply don't work and gloucestershire county council however much they claim they listened during consultation did not not listen. They didn't listen. They at all. they they gave a sop, a microscopic concession to uh, to allow you know to, to saying that it would allow uh, training and, and matches to happen. Absolutely false. Well, if, if, that, if that's the case, why haven't they said, well, you can we'll give you a ticket stuff for free to give to the visiting team? Okay. And, and, the, and the club does not get those yeah. uh, get those yeah. visitors permits. I mean, just offhand. I mean, I don't because I don't drive, so I don't know the roads. But I mean, if. I was visiting, yep. I, you were playing whatever team and I was visiting, where would be the nearest place from here, I mean I know London Road, where the restrictions don't apply so I could park and I'd have to then either walk in or is it so far you'd have to actually get a taxi? Do you know what, I don't even know the answer to that, but it's, it's, you may have to get a taxi, certainly if maybe if you're elderly or disabled yeah. then you definitely yeah. would have to get a taxi. Um, so it's quite a distance then? Oh it's, it's quite, it's, yeah, it's absolutely, yeah. quite, and crossing main roads and all these kids and parents are well, dragging yeah, massive yeah. bags of kids. Oh, is this, oh yeah exactly, so, I mean this is ridiculous. Honestly it has not been thought through, there, there is, they uh, seem, they're completely tin-eared and are hell-bent on doing this and the only way that we can really we think is driving this mm -hmm. is about money because if you soften the restrictions which is what everybody wants and we understand mm -hmm. that actually maybe there are some streets that that feel like they need restrictions but if you do it you don't need to make it the harshest restrictions in Gloucestershire no, do you why no, would you need no, to do that's that crazy. that's just making life difficult for, for, for residents <laughs> I know it's unbelievable, isn't it? Hello. There's, an, there's another excellent resident who is also very, very opposed annoyed. to these parking. Uh, Wonderful. That is that is crazy. So, I would imagine what you'd really want is them to sort of put a halt onto this and genuinely sit down and talk with you guys and see if you can. I mean, you said yourself there might be some bits that could be needed, but to sit down and really sort this I out think, properly think, and listen. I think there is a middle way. I think there mm. is, but they will not listen they keep on saying we're doing this because we're making life easier for residents and make it easy it's not it makes it so much harder for us yeah. this is not helping yeah. and if that is their reason they're saying we're doing this to help residents then think again yeah. because it is not helping residents at all That's not all. one bit well thank you so much for your time well done for not swearing because i know this really is <laughs> winding you up i know i know this. okay then folks what do you think what do you think? If you've got an opinion, of course you can leave comments below, or why not send your thoughts via email to my new section, Have Your Say Cheltenham, to haveyoursaycheltenham at gmail.com. You can email, you can do a voice recording, or of course you can do a video. Only request, no swearing. So, let me hear what you've got to say about this new parking restriction here in Cheltenham affecting this wonderful club and all the people in all the houses you see behind me. Thank you so much for listening and good night. Okay, what do you think? Do you think the County Council are right? They could, are they right in regards to all the parking restrictions? Do you think 
the members, the John who uh, spoke there was also correct and say it's a crazy idea. It's maybe parts needed, but not all of it. And um, of course, what do you think about the Cheltenham Cricket Club? It's going to affect them immensely regarding cricket times. So as I asked in the video, why not have your say and email me in regards to that situation? You can email me, you can voice record, or you can send me a video to have your say, Cheltenham at gmail.com. So let's move on with some more news. We've got a, bit, a fair bit of news this, this week. Now, you'll be seeing more police officers in the town centre over this coming summer, it says here. Um, the summer holidays are around. It means lots of fun and relaxation of people, and it can also mean a spike in antisocial behaviour. So to combat all this and preempt any problems, the police have launched, relaunched Operation Thunder. Um, timely, because we've had this bad weather. So it was launched back in 2019, after reports of young people throwing things off buildings and all sorts of other naughty stuff. Now, it's proposed it's prevent issues from reoccurring uh, while the also positively responding with any dealings with any criminal offences. So the police are probably going to be, hopefully, going to be a little bit more visible around Cheltenham during the summer break. And uh, mind you, it's not been that good a nice weather for... Uh, for that kind of for doing stuff is it now the next piece of news is regarding john lewis now they plan on creating luxury penthouse properties for the offices that are near john lewis um the application has gone into chutnam borough council to convert town center offices opposite the john lewis on chutnam high street into housing if successful the vacant top floor of seven rodney road will be turned into a self-contained one bedroom penthouse um, the property was a former residential townhouse had been converted into offices in the early 1980s um, the basement the ground floor and two middle floors the third floor of the building though has been laid empty since february when it was put on the market and so John Lewis wants to convert that into a penthouse. So that would at least, it would be what it's meant to be, a property. But, you know, it's John Lewis. I mean, should they really, I mean, I know they've got properties, I believe. But what do you think? Do you think they should start getting into penthouses around Cheltenham? We'll have to wait and see. Okay, some of you may have heard this before. Um, but I'll mention it, which is, of course, you've heard it on the main news. It's been all over the news that Wilkinson's may uh, may collapse. Well, obviously, it's just put itself in for administration, and these things can take time. I don't think they've got a great deal of time. Um, it says here they've got just ten days to find a buyer. Um, they obviously have an awful lot of stores, and they have a big main store on our high street, so. I believe a lot of the shelves are becoming empty in the town centre one. I've not been down there myself to see, but I believe from what people have said, they are now looking empty. So we're going to have to wait and see. But there is the possibility of Wilkinson's in Cheltenham High Street disappearing. Are you a user of Wilkinson's? I mean, I use it. I don't use it all the time, I would admit. But I do use Wilkinson's for just for certain odd bits. You know, it's it's not a big... It's not a store I use all the time for everything, but I do pick up sort of 
washing liquid, um, bits and pieces like that, you know, the odd occasional deodorant. Or when I had the allotment, I used to pick up a lot of stuff from there because it was very good for, for things like plants and seeds and things like that. I loved it. So it would be a shame to see it. And of course, it would be a big hole in the lower the, the the Cheltenham High Street, especially as that's part of the new brewery complex. So that would be a real surprise if that disappeared completely. Now there was one other news item I wanted to mention. Um let, give me one second while I find it. One moment. If have I got it here? Um I can't seem to find it. So oh well we're gonna have to move on. I can't find it. Right then, on to sport, and obviously the football season kicked off this weekend, which meant Cheltenham Town was playing. Now, it was an away game to Shrewsbury Town, and the first half wasn't particularly exciting from what I've read. It was uh, a bit of a slow start for the season. It took around 25 minutes before Wade Elliott's side actually had any sort of sight of goal. But it was five minutes into the second half where Ryan Bowman scored for Shrewsbury Town. And that was the only goal of the game. And it finished Shrewsbury Town 1, Cheltenham Town nil. So not particularly a good start to the season. But it is the start of the season, not the end. So we can, you know, sort of got to warm up, got to get going. So the boys will be back next week. I think they're at home next week or whenever they play. And hopefully uh, we'll get rolling then with the home fans. Now, talking of Cheltenham Town, we will continue with them because they confirmed the signing of former Wickham Wanderers and Notts County midfielder Curtis Thompson. He'll be joining the Cheltenham Town team um, very soon. And hopefully we'll see him out on the pitch in the near future playing for Cheltenham Town. Now we're going to move on to the ladies and the Cheltenham Town Ladies Football Club. They signed the Bristol City midfielder um, to the Cheltenham Town Ladies. And what's her name? Um, hang on, I've completely, completely lost her name. It was here a minute ago. Megan Lewis, there it is. Megan Lewis, sorry about that. Um, from Bristol City. So she'll be joining the Cheltenham Town Ladies Football Club for this season. Now, going down the leagues a little bit, we're going to go to the non-leagues, and it's Wadden Road, Wadden, sorry, not Wadden Road, Wadden United, who also played over the weekend, and I'm sure there were other clubs who played, but I've got their information. They played yesterday away at Lidbrook Athletic, and the final score was Lidbrook, Lidbrook Athletic 0, Wadden Road 4. So Wadden, Wadden United, I keep saying Wadden Road, don't I? Wadden United 4. So Wadden United are through to the next round of the Reg Davis Cup and they will face FC Lakeside Shell in the next round. So good luck to Wadden United in the next round. And just as a side point to that, if any sporting club, any sports that happens in Cheltenham, if you want me to read out the scores, if you want me to give out news reports about anything, please email allthingscheltenham at gmail.com. Um, I need it really latest end of day Saturday and then I will happily put it in the Sunday evening show. So um, if there's any sports clubs out there who wants to report me to report on their sports, please do get in touch. Okay, let's move on to something completely different. And as I said earlier, 
we had an interview with the owner of Velilor. So she does skin and scar massage and treatments, and it really is fascinating. So let's go and um, have a look at, if you're watching that is, at the interview with Velilor. If not, enjoy. Hello, I am here in a company in Cheltenham called Velilor. And if you're thinking, what is Velilor? Well, that's what this young lady beside me is going to explain. So would you like to introduce yourself and explain briefly what Velilor is all about? Hello everyone, my name is Gabriela. Um, so Velilor is, um, is a skin and scar therapy clinic. Right. So we're specializing in the skin treatments. Uh, we're targeting all the skin concerns. Um, we're helping clients to achieve the skin goals and um, guide them in the skin journey to nice, glowing, uh, healthy skin. Wonderful. And as for those who are watching, they can see behind us is a lovely room and the the um, bed and the equipment behind. For those listening, we're actually in the, in the actual um, studio that she uses for her treatments. And you mentioned skin and scarring scar yeah. so first off let's find out why did you come into this industry because it's a rather i mean skin skin makes sense scarring's unusual we'll come back to that i think but yeah. what made you decide to be a skin and scar therapist so the scar um sorry the skin uh, skin part is actually was with me since i was a teenager i was suffering from acne right um when i came to uh, uk i've um, started to train in different brands so i started to actually working in an industry with uh, and helping myself as well but i always wanted to help people as well how how to look after the skin and um so my journey started from from that and um, from very young and just develop and it has been already 15 years wow so i'm doing this you're doing it a while then yeah i'm doing it for a while and uh, recently um i started uh, train um as a scar specialist yep um so i did the training as um i last two years ago i had a bike accident right myself so i had scar um, I still have this cut on my forehead, right? <laughs> but because my knowledge in the skin, mm -hmm. I um, I um, treat it. Right. So you managed to sort of sort of cosmetic side, and also I knew it that massaging the skin um, after sort of scarring is very important because the whole connective tissue is actually joined together, and um, there is no movement. Right. So, um, the massaging yeah, helps. And yeah. the massage helped. And I realized that not everyone knows about this uh, mm -hmm. because I'm in the industry and I've got different interests in other holistic therapists. Um, so, I know people as well who have been um, doing different holistic therapies. And sort of that, all the knowledge came together. So, I knew it that that's what I need to do. Wasn't necessarily said in the hospital mm -hmm. um, what to do with this car. And um, yeah, and I've done research um, that people basically don't know what to do mm. 
with the scar and they don't know that they can do something and the hospitals they may say what to put on the scar but what after mm. yeah. what to do after and scar can cause lots of problems um in the body so yeah i've decided to do that and just offer people to yes and to have them and change the quality of the life because yeah. that's it's it is That's yeah it's, it's, i mean we've already met because you actually treated me yeah you actually massaged a scar yeah. on my leg which i've had now for coming on for 50 years and though it moved sideways we realized it wasn't moving up and down because the yeah, scar tissue exactly. had got stuck onto the shin bone yeah and for those who are watching the video you will see a clip of the yeah. massage and the different way it moved so do you want to explain what you did there with the massage and making it so it stops it from moving to making it move because yeah. that was literally within 45 minutes I think it was yeah we did that it wasn't even started after 10 minutes yeah um so massage um massage skin sorry scar massage uh, treatment it's very gentle specialized uh, massage technique as you could so it was completely different because I wasn't even using any pressure. No. Um, at all. It's very gentle and the specific movements we're doing to release that uh, fibrosis and um, adhesions um, would causing with would causing actually hardness uh, in the sort of surrounding scar. Um, so that way we the techniques they help to like manipulate a little bit and find a way. Everyone is different, yeah. so it's a different approach. And um, and also what happened in your case because you didn't feel much sensation around. No, no. And when we finished, the sensation yeah. came back. But the top yeah. and bottom sensation was probably forty to fifty percent maximum. But when we finished, it was up there in the ninety ninety five percent. It was nearly yeah, back to normal. Exactly. Which after fifty years shows that it can be treated after many years. Because I know when we were speaking, when I, we were doing that, you know, you were saying ladies have operations and deeper scarring, they have problems yeah. lifting their arms and what you do can help them lift their arm all the way. Yeah, you exactly. know, And we obviously all kinds there. of stuff, yeah. you know. So that's amazing. And obviously it's a, all because of an accident on a bike. This yeah. all kicked off, which, and we don't mean a push bike. You were actually on a motorbike, I believe. It wasn't a push bike. A road bike. A road yeah. bike, yeah. Um, now, on the other side of it, yeah. you do skin therapy. Yeah. And um, I, very, I very nicely had a, a one hour treatment, which again, we will put on a little slide video, or not slide video, video on here as well, so you can yeah. see what happened during my hour, but you won't watch a whole hour, because that's a yeah. long video. <laughs> um, we'll have bits of it. And that was, uh, what treatment was that? That was a mix of treatments, wasn't it? Or was that one treatment that you offer? I actually offer, the, the one what I did, mm -hmm. you, that's what I'm offering. So it's an um, oxygen facial. That's right. Um, using um, Image Skincare brand. Yeah, and then you do a massage as well, didn't yeah. you? Because you said to me that uh, the way, you'll see it on the video shortly, the way you do your fingers yeah, so that's is so the, fast, it freaks people out a little bit. Yeah, so um, <laughs> that's the luxury, um, sort of part of the treatment. Um, so, yeah, so the treatment involves cleansing, um, very gentle enzyme peel, um, mask 
oxygen mask where you could see it was like it's a bit yeah. bubbly yeah um so there's like cloud on the face um and uh creams mm -hmm. uh we put it after and we did the massage yeah and we finished with it it's there yeah finished with, <laughs> with, it, with it yeah um so I think you've got a special offer for people during August, you've let me know. So this is yeah. only for August, folks. So what are you offering during August for people who want to come and see you? So I'm offering free uh, skin consultation. Wonderful. And um, for everyone who is coming first time mm -hmm. to the clinic, is it 10% off? So anyone who wants to come for a consultation, for skin consultation during August, if you book now, you will get that absolutely free. So you need to get booking, basically. And what other therapies do you do? I mean, it's skin, but you've done mine on the face, but I assume you cover any other part of the body or is it just face you specialize in? So I'm specializing on the face. Mm -hmm. um, the scar therapy site is everywhere mm -hmm. in the body. Um, yeah. So, and, and you, you, you also said to me that sometimes the scar can be on one part of the body, but you may end up massaging somewhere else because it affects the yeah, way the body works. It's different. How the body is aligned, mm. and um, scar could cause problem with function, mobility, and even though it's in, for example, on left hand side of the body. Mm the right side of the body could be affected and because we, we're compromising um, how we move when something is not right. Um, and the sky could actually pooling, can actually cause pooling in the inside the body we may not actually be aware of. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it can it scars can have some funny effects, especially deeper ones. I mean shallow ones like mine affect a little bit, but some of the big operations scarring can be a especially lot more serious. Like multiple operations yeah. in the same that area. That can even make it worse. Yeah. So yeah. is there any advice you could give somebody um, to that you could offer now if they were sort of regarding face cleaning or something what would you recommend there's something they could do now if they wanted to if they wanted to improve, improve their skin. skin before we before we call it a day so definitely cleansing so for ladies makeup definitely wash wash off at night and definitely SPF that SPF is for everyone SPF that's the sun, sun protection, protection. Mm -hmm. yeah um, even if it's cloudy day Definitely needs to be. So just put, put some on. SPF. What what level would you say put on? Would you say the high level or or and just it's very, anything? It's very, yeah, if not, somebody <laughs> never put anything, that would be good to put something. But um, definitely 30 or mm -hmm. 50. When it's very hot, 50. Yeah. And keep reapplying during the day if it's possible. Yeah. And that will keep that, that obviously stops that the problem helps, with skin yeah. cancer as well. So, yeah, and also, yeah, yeah definitely, it's for aging, for any other skin because the sun can cause some serious damage, exactly. Yeah. Wonderful. So, thank you so much for giving us your time in this wonderful little room here. Thank you and, for um, don't forget, folks, if you do want a free skin consultation with this lovely lady here who really knows her stuff when it comes to skin and um, scar massage then get booking at Velalor here in Cheltenham. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Okay, there you go. That's the owner of Velalor. 
she's a lovely lady and i say she did the scar on my leg and it was it genuinely was amazing it was phenomenal um it was such a short period of time and it has i mean i haven't noticed the difference as in it wasn't causing me a problem but when she started and we were checking the feelings, it genuinely, this is no joke, genuinely made a big difference. So for people with more severe scars that need proper treatment, I really genuinely would sort of, you know, consider going to check out Velalor. Okay, we're moving on now. Oh, we're moving on to the new section and it's Have Your Say Cheltenham. This is the one I put out last week and I've had a response. So... We had an email who the person wished to stay anonymous. So fair enough. Um, I'm happy to do that. So this is what the person emailed in. Okay, this is what the person had to say. I work in the security industry. We, as security, get and have a bad reputation. We get paid a low wage and have to contend with so much abuse. It would be so nice to see in the media the good work we actually do. We deal with reports of bike thefts to shoplifters and children who have lost their parents while shopping to giving first aid and ensuring the members of the public are safe. Yes, some people do get their badge and it does go to their head, but that's a tiny percentage. We as security are trained to deal with a different situations, but the main key is customer service. Like all jobs, we have rules and policies we have to endure to. So a big shout out to all the security guards who work in the shopping centres. So, do you have something you'd like to say about that? Do you have an opinion on anything I've mentioned on tonight's show or about to mention? Then if you want to have your say, Cheltenham, then do get in touch. You just got to email haveyoursaycheltenham at gmail.com. And as I said earlier, you can send it as a standard email and i'll read it out like i just did or you can record your voice and send that in or if you want to go the, the whole hog as they say record a video and send that in now the only thing i ask is there's no swearing and no racism and abuse and things like that if I, any of that i will not play it it's that simple i'll just contact you and say sorry i can't play this so if you're interested in having a comment on that or maybe regarding the parking zones or whatever, then um, please do get in touch. Okay. Now, uh, where are we on to? Right. Okay. Oh, parking zones. That reminds me. I just remembered. I apologize. I meant to mention it earlier. Regarding the parking in Cheltenham, the new parking system, there is a petition out if you are interested in signing it and this is to stop this parking they've already had well over a thousand site signings so i will put the link in the description i meant to mention it when i played the video and i forgot so if you um if you are very disagreeable with the parking zone then you can sign the petition and the links will be in the description okay let's move on to the interview with the owner of the Headstrong Clinic. Now, this is something um, that I find absolutely amazing. So um, for those watching, let's take a look. And for those listening, enjoy the audio. Hello, I am here at Headstrong Clinic with Russ, who is the owner of the business. And we're in his lovely clinic here on the promenade in Cheltenham. For those who are listening, we are basically have all the usual 
gadgets and gizmos that clinics have. We have the tables and the chairs, but of course, he specializes in a particular type of treatment. So I'm gonna let Russ explain what he does. So thank you for having me and taking the time to do this. So welcome to All Things Cheltenham and um, let people know what you do. Right, well, my name is Russ. Like Red said, I'm the owner of the Headstrong Clinic. Um, the clinic is predominantly aimed at sort of men and women suffering with hair loss. Right. To give you a little background, I was a fireman for 17 years. I lost my hair in my late 20s. Mm -hmm. It had a massive impact on my self-confidence, on my mental health. And I spent many years kind of just having to deal with it, accept it. And then I came across scalp micropigmentation, which is essentially the replication of hair follicles using tattoo pigments. So very similar to tattooing, but much more superficial. I had the treatment and that was, that was it. I decided that's what I wanted to do. And I wanted to change other people's lives in the way that it changed mine. Because the difference, personally, confidence-wise, was huge. I kind of, I mean, the, the main reason I used to, you know, in the gym, I would see a hairline that reminded me of my, of my granddad. And he, yes. was, he was a lovely bloke, but he was, you know, 75 and I was, you know, 35. Yeah. So I didn't want that. So I decided to leave the fire service, trained to become an SMP artist, and the Headstrong Clinic was born from was born. that. Was there a particular reason why it was called Headstrong? Besides maybe the obvious, but it might be no more than that. No, no it, well, it was weirdly my brother who actually came up with it. Because oh, okay. I, I was struggling with it, because there's, there's so many different names of clinics. Yes. And um, he was like, oh, why don't you call it Headstrong? And I was like, actually, and I kind of, I thought, oh, you know, maybe. And then the more I thought about it, the more I thought it's completely relevant. Not only is it relevant because I'm, you know, tattooing heads. Heads, yeah. But also the mental side, the confidence it builds, kind of creates sort of the Straight. feeling of being headstrong. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. therefore that's, that's why it was called you, headstrong. You do, you do, besides obviously the tattooing, you seem to focus on the mental side. Because I would imagine minus in sort of losing hair as you get older, or like me, it's just part of natural life. Yes. To lose your hair as you did at a young age, or for those who have alopecia, or I don't know, do you treat women as well? Yeah, treat women. I mean, certainly women, it's less common. I mean, there's an awful lot of guys, you know, as they age, certainly will lose their hair. Yeah. But um, women as they age as well, their hair thins. It's, um, un it's unusual for them to lose as much as, as guys. Sort of female pattern baldness doesn't work in the same way as sort of male pattern baldness. Right. But they sort of, they often thin and then the treatment can be used to create the look of density. And I've had an, an awful lot with female clients and they suffer with exactly the same, if anything, possibly more so with confidence, because in some ways hair is kind of a woman's identity to yeah, a certain point. That's what not, I was not like it's not with a bloke, but um but no, it's yeah, yeah it's the, it, of the long flowing locks of a woman's yeah. hair is is like gold to them. Yeah, and know, also so where the hair comes down a lot of the time, you know, if it is thin, if it tends to a guy's sort of hairstyle can be shorter and kind of yeah. cut to high to a certain extent thinning yeah. but with a woman's hair it can be a lot more difficult so yeah. no yeah the treatment is great for for men and women so yeah and obviously you know if someone like me you know i'm yeah. losing the, the the crown as yeah. they say is what you do something that can suit that or is it more for someone who has a full loss of hair or full it can alopecia type thing it can be used uh, a lot of stages of hair loss for yourself i could certainly create a lot of density through the through the front but when you've got sort of loss of the crown it would be very difficult what i it would just look a little bit funny like you've shaved the right. crown of your head so 
as, as good as SMP is, and it is fantastic for a lot of stages of hair loss, there are certain limitations to it. Well, the same so, with everything, there are limits, you know. Yeah, which is, so, which is why I kind of do the whole, you know, I've created this sort of hair loss consultation, because it isn't for everybody, but, yes. but what there is is a lot of sort of guidance and advice that be given to help people throughout all stages, not necessarily just my services, but general advice. And you say all stages, think just having any thought, thoughts on it. What about ages? I mean, is there a minimum age? You, you no, I, mean, I mean, in the sense of one that perhaps you would treat, or is there a legal minimum age? Min, minimal age? Yeah, the, the legal would be 18. Right. But it would be unusual for someone yeah. less. I mean, I have, I've had clients that are sort of early 20s. Okay. Where they're losing it. I mean, it's... I mean, I lost, I suppose I started losing mine when I was about 24, 25. Mm -hmm. And the reason yeah. I shaved it off eventually was just because I got so much stick in the place that I worked, it's I just sort of shaved yeah. it off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, there's no there's no upper age limit. No. There's no issue with different hair colours. It can all be sort you of worked around. Yeah, it can, ink can be changed whatever colour you need. Yeah, you can, add, you can add different colour sort of pigments in. The lighter the hair, the more difficult, undoubtedly. Because it doesn't show. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely more yeah. difficult. But no, the age limit-wise, and because guys are losing it from, like I say, early 20s right the way through. Yeah. And everybody's journey is slightly different with hair loss. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you mentioned consultation. So, yeah. go on, scare us. How much is a consultation? Consultation is completely free. Free? Yeah, it is com completely free. Wait, get down here. <laughs> um, and the reason I do that is not necessarily just to sell my services. Like I said, mm -hmm. the SMP isn't suitable for everybody. Yes. But there's an awful lot on, on the internet that, you know, there's a huge industry based around products that supposedly help your hair to grow. Right. There's a lot of myths. <laughs> and myself, personally, I've, I've kind of, I've tried the products. And yes, some of them do work, but there's, the, essentially the consultation would give you what does work, what doesn't work, but also it's kind of to do with how the health of, you, of your scalp and your hair impacts, you know, how, how your hair loss journey is. Yeah. So there's lots of things you can do personally with diet, products you use that will also help it. So it is, it's, a, it's free advice, because I understand where people are at, where they're just desperately searching for a solution. Mm. And unfortunately, there, there are solutions. Once the hair's gone, once that follicle's died, it's gone. it's gone. But at the point where your hair is thinning, there's an awful lot you can do. And I wish I knew what I know now then, because... You'd have been out of perhaps save. I would have, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. So when you, so just sort of, we get a bit technical now. Yeah. I, I hope you know, I yes, think you do. Yes. When you say hair thinning and hair loss, there is a difference, I believe. Yes, essentially, without going too much into it, your, yeah. your hair follicle, um, certainly as a man, it is attacked by DHT, dihyde testosterone. I'm going to have a nightmare yeah. writing that down in the text. <laughs> and that, that hormone basically attacks your hair follicle. Right. And as your hair shred, sort of sheds, the DHT attacks it and reduces the size of the follicle, which is why you would see guys starting to have thinner hair. Mm -hmm. There's lots of different products. The main ones would be um, finasteride and minoxidil, which basically stop the DHT and therefore allows your hair follicle, assuming it hasn't yet died, to regenerate okay and you can see some fantastic results so almost the sooner you act once your hair starts to thin the the better you are there's, there's you know there's it's not be good to bury your head in the sand mm. and ignore it because you know once the hair follicle has died there is nothing you can there's do no, don't turn it back yes you can have a hair transplant they are very successful mm -hmm. but you're just spreading hair out over the top of your head so the time to act is as soon as you notice it the thinning there are slight side effects but that's why the consultation is there to go through 
the different benefits, negatives. And I, would, I, I mean, I don't know, but I imagine if you have other illnesses and you're taking other tablets, would they make a difference? Yeah, I mean, there's lots of different sort of. It's complicated. Yes. Yeah, we yeah. could be here for hours just talking about this, yeah. that side of it. And that, we don't want to do that. No. So, um, obviously, you said why you got into this. Um, yeah. You say tattooing. Now, whenever I think of tattooing, I don't have any tattoos. I can see yes, you have, yeah. and the people who are watching can see that. Yeah. Um, is it the same type of thing? Is it the same needles? Is it, is it hurt? Because, I mean, it, some people say, like, you know, tattooing in certain parts of the body is very painful. Yes. And I know if that's the head, it's fairly solid. I mean, yeah, I mean it can be painful. Yeah, I'm not going to say, I mean, it's, it can be painful. Certain areas, certainly around the front and the temple areas. Are, tend to be more painful. Mm -hmm. Different clients have different pain thresholds. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not great with pain. Uh, you know, if you spoke to the guy that tattoos me, he will openly admit <laughs> I am not great with pain. But with this, this is much deeper. Okay. So this is between sort of one to two mil, roughly, mm -hmm. into the skin. This is sort of 0 0.2, 0 0.3 oh, so mil. So very, it's very, very superficial. Mm -hmm. The needles are very similar. The mine are just much smaller, much tighter. So therefore, each impression I make doesn't sort of blow out it stays looking like a tiny little hair follicle and right. the, you know it's i mean as you can see my head is, yeah. is exactly yeah. exactly that and yeah. it would be very hard unless you inspect it closely to notice that it's a tattoo well to be honest when we first met i thought you just had your head shaved yeah most people do i genuinely yeah. it was only afterwards when you told me yeah. and i was like oh proves, that, it, proves it works yeah i mean that's, because i genuinely thought you just had a sort of number one sort of yeah. thing whatever they call it you yeah know, and that's, that is the goal with it is to make it look as realistic as possible because you don't want it to look like like a tattoo yeah. so it, you know you replicate the hair follicle perfectly mm. hair follicles are all slightly different different shades different sizes and that's why it's kind of built up over three sessions it's built up in layers in different colors to create that almost 3d effect that hair has because if you looked at hair through a microscope it it is random in, yeah. in shape and size and colour. You sort of half beat me to the next question. Oh, did I? Was, Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. That's Preemptive. Fine. No, no, that's fine. Um, which is, you say hair follicle, so each impression you do is technically a hair follicle. Yes. There is a lot of them on the head. Yes, there are. I don't know how many average they're supposed I, to I be. I believe it's about a thousand per square inch. Okay, so you're, let's say a thousand per square yeah. inch. There's a few inches on someone's head. Yes. So you must be tattooing. A lot of the time. A lot of, a lot of clients say. Sessions. Yeah. So how long is each session? And we know it's timed by three. So go on then, how yeah. long is each, someone sitting in the chair? I mean, someone, because I was your kind of, I suppose, your standard ball where I had a mm -hmm. sort of horseshoe at the back and then up the sides. That would be give or take three, three-hour sessions, roughly. Wow. So sometimes I will, you know, ask them to come back for a fourth because my goal is to have the client 100% happy. Yeah. I am about as fussy as they come with my own work. Yeah. So I want it to look as perfect as possible. You have to blend it down into the existing hair. Color has to match, you know, even the, the density of the hair follicles because everybody's slightly different. So mm -hmm. hair follicles can be really tight or they can be slightly more spaced apart. So you have to match the client's hair follicle. You have to make sure the hairline is, is as, I mean, I quite like a broken faded hairline where it fades out, it gives a much more natural look which is much more popular in the UK, America, they tend to go for a very sort of straight across mm -hmm. sort of look, which is, you know, that's, that's the American way, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's, um, it's a lot of dots. It's a lot of it's dots, yeah, it's about dots. dot the dot. Um, the way you're talking, it sounds as if, can you see from, if someone come in here who was 
bald, whatever yes. the situation may be, they were entirely bald. Can you see from their head how their hair follicles are? Or yep. do you require a picture from when they had hair? I mean, how do you know what that's how like? To, how to draw that? The yeah. hairline is probably, and it's something I would go through with a client. So it's, right. not, it's not entirely my decision. It's mm. not entirely their decision. It's kind of a joint, a joint decision. Mm. Some clients will be like, well, it was here when I was 19. And you're like, well, you're, you're, not, you're 19 not 19. Anymore. So it has to be realistic it has to suit their age and face and everybody's faces have a it suits a different hairline so yeah. some are slightly rounder some have more of a point some have a widow's peak yeah so it is and i draw it on with um essentially an eyeliner white yeah. eyeliner is the best way to describe yeah. it and then we kind of assess it and we go do you want it to bring it bring it back a little bit a little bit forward the first session i'm always always there on the side of caution yes you can remove it with a laser but it's easier to put on than yeah. it is to take off so we always start a little bit further back knowing that because most clients will go away and they go yeah you were right another centimeter forward yeah and it tends to but it's always broken so it's always faded out towards the front right so it gives it that natural but look. I, I was thinking more not so much the hairline but more you said that you know you do sort of different layers and that each follicle is different i mean do you can you tattoo different sizes or is yeah it, you can you change the needle size you change the pigment color so that it suits but yeah as you i mean i would always assess someone's head and i mean i'm, I'm slightly obsessive with it if i'm honest because <laughs> well, i will look at i will look good. at follicles i will look yeah. at people's heads and even when i'm out in the street i will look and I will see a guy who's bored and I think he is perfect. That's probably not so good. No, it's a bit weird. <laughs> but um, because different, also certain people have a lot of pigmentation on their scalp. Right. You know, there can be scars. I mean, I put in fake scars. Now that's becoming quite a thing because it creates a more natural look. Yes, so it's almost it's it's yeah. sort of like a faux scar. Yeah. So yeah. you can put them in and it, it, it then it almost, if someone was concerned about someone going, it looks like you've had your head that no, nobody would think you put a tattoo in. Well, yeah. sorry, put a, put a scar in. Uh, yeah, because no, I would. I mean, if I saw someone with a scar on their head, you think, you, you know, think it was... that must be painful. Yeah. But in fact, no, yeah, you put no, no effort at all. It didn't yeah. at all, you know. Yeah. And is it the same procedure for women? I mean, obviously the consultation. Yeah, consultation is the same with women and also with guys who are having what's called a density fill. So if guys are thinning, you know, a lot of guys, they tend to start to thin around the crown through the top here, then basically, it's just normally use a slightly different needle. You have to be a little bit careful if ultimately they will shave their head because it has to then work when they've shaved their head. With women, it tends to be a slightly larger needle. And again, you're fading it out to the hairline because you don't want anything too close to the hairline. But it's, it's the same process. Right. It's a little bit more awkward working around, certainly, certainly women's hair because it's longer. But um, it's a little bit more awkward, but essentially it's, it's a very similar process. Right. Slightly okay. less dots, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Now, you've mentioned a few times, you've said, the, the mental side of things. And yes. I know when we spoke before, that is something that you are huge, are yeah. huge on. Yeah. Um, how do you help? Or, I mean, besides obviously the, the, the after effect of once they've done the tattooing and so on, but I mean, can you perhaps explain the different, or different reactions people have when they lose their hair and what's the, how the best way to go forward with that? Yeah, that I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say there's, because a lot of guys come in here and I'm, I would say I'm almost 100% sure that they have conversations with me that they probably haven't had, be it in the football club, rugby club, with their wife. And some guys have, have been affected so severely by the hair loss. I mean, then their reaction once they see the hairline, that's why I do it. Yeah. That's the whole reason. Because I mean, I had a message the other day that guys said, thank you so much, you've changed my life. And that... You know, aside from the money, we all have to pay bills. Yeah. But I'm in this industry because of the difference it made to me and because of the difference I can make to somebody else. And guys with hair loss, it, 
unfortunately, it's one of those things, if you've lost it, there are options. It's not just what I do. No. You know, there are hair transplants. There are essentially wigs, but they are so good now, you wouldn't know that they, someone's got one. They've gone beyond that sort of hair. Yeah. They've gone past that level of being the sort of obvious two yeah. the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not the, yeah. the classic, it's going to yeah. flap in the wind. Yeah. They are incredible. Yeah. Um, so, no, I mean, I, I know the conversations I have, I mean, I wouldn't say in any way I'm a counsellor, mm-hmm. but I know from my own journey, and I can certainly share the experiences, the things that help me. Yeah. And then, you know, because a lot of them, these, these guys become friends to a, mm-hmm. to a point, you know, oh. I spend a lot of time with them. I would them. say, you are with them for a long time. I mean, yeah. you know, took you three hours of yeah, a session. Yeah, we get you're to looking around other. 10 hours probably by the time you've done a consultation as well. Yeah, so, yeah I mean, you know. sometimes I think I overshare possibly, <laughs> but you kind of go, you get to know, and I'm quite open. I will open, openly tell someone about my journey, about how, how it affected me, the ups, yeah. the downs. So no, I mean, I, li- I, I like to think I make a huge difference to people's lives because I know from my previous career in the fire service, mm. mental health and men is a, is a subject that- Men don't talk about. Men don't talk. No, and, no. It's, and it causes, you know, tragic events to happen. Yeah, yeah. So. And I imagine with women, it's a whole different side of, different side of mental effect. Yeah. Of, as I say, a woman's hair in some cases is, a, is as precious to her as a handbag and a pair of shoes. Yes, yeah. I mean, women are much better at talking than men without a shadow of a doubt. Well, be careful how we say that. Yeah. That wasn't me, it was him, okay? But, <laughs> but they will share a glass of wine and talk whilst guys will just do it in complete silence. Yeah. But, but no, I think that equally with women, I mean, the, the results are fantastic and the confidence gained from the styles they can then have that they wouldn't have. Mm-hmm is massive yeah. you know and just to see how how it changes them is you know it's massive to me yeah so and you said you had it done and then yeah. you decided you know after a while you decided okay i think i want to get this how long does it take to learn is it a is it sort of four years in university no, or what, what's the, the training element i would say is a, it's a bit controversial for me i mean at the time essentially it's a four-day course so wow you, so you go from i'd never picked up a tattoo yeah pen in yeah. my life yeah and you start on a banana, and you move. Okay. Then you move to a honeydew melon. <laughs> oh, we get it far. We get it yeah. much. And then you get to go to skin. Now, nothing against my trainer. I think he's, he was really good. Mm-hmm. But since doing my training, I have realised there is so much more to know because skin is different. The way skin takes, like pigment or ink, mm-hmm. is different. You know the pressure you put in. There's so much the the colour theory side of it. So now I've done training on trichology, colour theory, master classes with the UK's, well, one of the UK's number one, mm-hmm. because I am 100% committed to, to knowing more. And when yeah. I have like tattoo, because I've had some recent tattoo work, they have a two year apprenticeship to do, wow. to become a tattooist. And I know there's an artwork within that, mm. but essentially they still have to learn it's to do the skin stretch, skin stretch, because if you don't get these things right, it affects the results and you get what's called a sort of dermal staining, you can get blowouts if you go too deep. And there's so much more. And I personally think the training should be longer. You, again, done it to me again. You beat me to what oh, I was right, going to say. No, 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 I love it. I love it when that yeah. happens. Which was, if it's, you say four years? For what? For, for the tattooists. Two, two years. Two, two years for the tattooists. And it was four days. Yeah. For, and with all the best with the world, and tattoo, tattoo artwork and, and what they do is amazing because yeah. they can cover up scars, they can do amazing mm. stuff. But two years, yeah, I would class what you do 
even more important. Yeah, you would think it would be, head. you know, yeah. four days, my, my sort of, you know, at least a year, yeah. be fair. You know, yeah. I mean, it's only one part of the body, it's not all, and it's not as deep. But I, I wonder why you've carried on and followed yeah. up with other experiences. Well, and I think, you, I mean, I, you know, and I'm only, you know, you know I've, been, I've been an SMP artist for two years. Right. That is, you know, within the, there's, the industry's only been going for, you know, let's say 18, 20 years. So it's a very new business. It's, it's still, a, still a new industry. And things, are, things keep coming on, new pigments come out, new needles, there's new techniques. But everybody's still learning. And I, I kind of think I want to learn from the best of the best. I'm at a conference, to conference in October to learn more. I'm constantly trying, I mean, I spend too much time on YouTube and Instagram trying to look at just how the, the top artists, because I want to be, you know, one of the best. Yeah. So the only way is to learn, and there's so much more to learn there. And you've just, for me, I think the training should be longer. Yeah. But, but you're training yourself. Um, yeah. Because that's yeah. what you Anybody think. Anybody who doesn't, I think, and then obviously there's these, the risk of people do work that isn't great. People see that on the internet and then it kind of destroys the whole industry a little bit because yeah. they assume that that's what they're going to get everywhere, which is not the case. Which is not the case. case. So that's what so. I suppose that's the same with tattoo partners yeah. around the country. Some are some are good, really, some really are... good and some are okay and others yeah. you just don't go near. But if yeah. you don't know them, you wouldn't know. No. And that always, as they always say, if you have a bad experience, you tell a lot of people. If you have a good one, you tell one or two. Yeah. And that's just the way the, the way people are. Yeah, um, definitely. Okay, so is there anything else you'd like to tell the listeners or the viewers regarding what you do that we haven't covered? I would say if we're keeping it a hair loss, I would say there's, there's so much, I've done so much training and learned so much that I want to give that information for free, it's not, it's not trying to sell my services. Mm -hmm. Yes, if they require it and they want it, more than happily. Yeah. But because I've been there and I would have wanted someone like me to go, this is what works, this is what doesn't, mm -hmm. this is what you can do, this is what you shouldn't do. So whether it's a phone call or a FaceTime or a consultation in the clinic, so, I'm here to give that advice about hair loss and, and everything and associated with so, yeah, hair, really hair loss. So, so if anyone's out there, whether they be in Cheltenham, where we are, yeah. or in Scotland, or in Cornwall, yeah, wherever um, if they want to contact you because they like what you're saying and want to speak to you about a kind of consultation, yeah. and how long do they roughly last? Are they I mean, I could get most of it out within sort of 15, 20 minutes. Okay, I can send so them a PDF of the sort of dietary requirements, things they can do, sort of things they can add to their diet to improve the health of their sort of scalp and their hair. And that can all be sent so, out to them. So within half an hour yeah. average. Yeah, you know. I'm not so, going to take too much of that time. Yeah, so if they, if I was, if I was wanting knowledge on that, I wouldn't care if it was half an hour or six hours. Yeah. You want to know. Um, how's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Best way would be either contact the clinic or phone my mobile. Essentially, that's, that's where the clinic number comes to eventually. So okay. it can all get diverted to me. So yeah. Wonderful. So, yeah. so we'll put your number in the... Yeah, put, my, put the clinic's put number, the number in, in my the mobile. Downstairs and, uh, not downstairs, that's where it is. Um, in the uh, notes, so yeah. people can find you. Um, I assume you have a website. Yes. Yeah. What's the website address? www.headstrongclinic.co.uk You wouldn't believe how many people get their own website website wrong yeah. I go I did have to think about it yeah. you'd <laughs> be surprised okay that was very interesting because obviously it's right. an area that I'm, I, not, I'm yeah. not worried about because 
I'm not bothered at all. Yeah. Um, and I admire the people that aren't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if the guys who just go, I'm fine with it. I think that shows an incredible level of self-confidence. My, my, my brother-in-law tried to take the mickey out of me and I just said, no, 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 it's, it's my solar panel. Yeah. I use that to charge myself up during the day. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but uh, thank you so much for your time. Much Pleasure. appreciated. And thank hopefully a few people that listen to this, if they require any help, we'll um, get in touch yeah. with you and you'll be able to help them on their will. struggle because I imagine it's a very big struggle. It indeed. really can be. An uphill struggle. Without a doubt. Thank you so much and uh, so much. good luck in the future. Thank you very much. Okay. What do you think of that? I think it's a fascinating job and a very, very detailed lot of tattooing because every single hair follicle is stunning. Um, so... Uh, do you know anyone that's had this work done? Have you had this work done? I'd love to hear from you if you have. It'd be amazing to hear what you've got to say, uh, whether it be from Headstrong or from, from anywhere else. But I mean, if you've had it from Headstrong, it'd be even better. Okay, let's move on to the last part of the show, which is the upcoming events from the 7th to the 13th of August. Okay, we have got, Running over the most of the week, we have the Tuckwell Open Theatre. Now, they've got a new show most nights, and that runs right way through to the 13th of August. It's an outdoor open-air theatre. So, being the weather the way it is, you might want to check with the theatres first, because some of the shows might be moved to the Bacon Theatre just because it's an indoor side. The Viking Valhalla Axe at Eat, Sleep Axe is on at Winchcombe Street. So if you want to throw some axes and join in the fun there, you are most welcome. They also have an upcoming uh, competition. They were looking for teams of four to um, join in. And it's partly a competition to win some, prize, some cash prize and also to help raise money for a charity of your choice, of a team's choice. So do check that out. You'll see a reel on my Instagram about it. And if not, you can just look at the Eat Sleep Axe website and you will find the information there. Also, we have the Art Force Exhibition. They are at the 16 Gallery. I think they're on for most of the week. So they're certainly there till Wednesday or Thursday. Next Friday is the Farmer's Market on the Promenade where you get all your lovely fresh fruit, veg and cakes. Also on Friday night, we have a new thing that I didn't know existed until recently, which is at the Cheltenham Cricket Club. It's Friday night at the Vic. They call the Cricket Club place the Vic. So it's Friday night at the Vic where they have music, they have uh, nice, good quality beers and it's good quality prices. Not that I don't drink, so I don't know. Basically, I've been told it's good quality prices. And the kids, if it's nice weather, can go outside and, and run around on the cricket pitch grass not on the pitch itself but on the grass outside there's plenty of room and it's it's well secure and they also have food vendors there and they have a different one each week so you never know what you're going to get food wise i had a, a lovely meal on friday when i happened to be there to do the interview for the um for the parking so that worked out quite useful for me then on Friday the 13th till Sunday, the, sorry, Friday the 11th to Sunday the 13th, it is the Cider Festival, and that's at the Beehive. So if you want to go to the Beehive, you can enjoy it. If you like your cider, you're going to love that. Then on Saturday, we have the Antique and Vintage Market, which is on the promenade from 9 till 4. And that's a, if you've not been to that market, believe me, it's wonderful. The people that run that run Portobello Road in London. So it gives you some idea of the people and the quality and the type of market it is. It really is 
what I would call the old fashioned market. Um, there's stuff on the floor, there's stuff on stands, there, there's paintings, there's jewellery, there's antiques, there's everything, everything from basically a pound upwards um, on that market. It, it's truly a, a worth a look. And also on Saturday is free play retro gaming night plus 90s music. And that's at Smokey Joe's here in town. And on Sunday, we have an outdoor Sunday market at the King's Arms. So um, if that's um, all local creators and stuff, so I think there's, there's handmade goods there and all kinds of things. And that's at the King's Arms on Sunday. Now, if you run an event, if you list, if you want to list any classes, events, anything at all right the way down to you just going to do a garage car boot garage sale from your home if you want people to come to it you're most welcome to add it to my calendar now if you use the link in my instagram or use the link that i will put in the notes and that will take you to my link tree the top link is the calendar link the second one down on the link tree is to submit your class event whatever to my calendar the only rule i have on that one is it must be in Cheltenham, bishop's cleave kind of area so by all means submit it i will check it out and if it's if it's okay and it's in the area then i will authorize it it's as simple as that so that's it folks that's it for this week's edition of the all things Cheltenham video podcast or audio podcast however you listen thank you so much for your time and i look forward to seeing you all next week here at All Things Cheltenham's video podcast. Until then, have a wonderful week. Take care. Bye for now.